Hey guys, and welcome back to the Mud Studs and Skullcaps podcast. I'm Robin. And I'm Kelsey. And in today's episode, we're going to look at the research behind some of the most advertised and used wearable therapy products on the market for both equines and people. We wanted to know what the scientific research, if any, says about the effectiveness of these products. haven't already, you should check out last week's episode where we discussed factors that may make your horse more spooky this time of year and what you can do to help them stay calm when they see something big and scary. Also, don't forget to recommend us to a friend and leave a review in the Apple Podcast app. We want to thank everyone who has already left a review as we really do appreciate it. Did you know in 2019, there was an estimated 750,000 podcasts and more than 30 million episodes available on the web? Holy cow. That's a lot. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly, right? Like that's a lot of content and podcast apps have to find a way to search through all of those episodes when you're looking for the topic you're interested in. One of the ways Apple Podcasts does this is by ranking older podcasts first and newer ones later in those lists. That makes it really hard for new podcasts to be found. So by leaving a review, you help others to find us when they search the app. Yes, thank you guys. And now to get into today's topic, which I am so excited about. I know both of us are so excited about because these are just like these wearable therapies and technologies that they push on the market you see them everywhere. And Mm -hmm. I bet almost every single person in the barn has at least one of these, whether it's ceramic, magnetic, copper, ionic, like somebody has at least one of these everywhere. Yes. And I feel like I've never actually looked into it until this episode, which confuses me because I've purchased these things. Right. I've purchased these things, but I think we rely on reviews and anecdotal evidence that's where I like do I try it do I buy it well what do the reviews say which as I've like done this research I'm like well these reviews the reviews don't honestly matter because a lot of this is going to be like so much it depends what are you trying to do with the product if it's ever going to work or not work I started looking at reviews and when I was reading them I realized like half of it is the placebo effect where You just want to see it working. And so the reviews are like, oh my God, it's incredible. Or you get the reviews of, I haven't used it yet, but it's great. Like, what? Yeah. And I get a lot, I've seen a lot of reviews that, you know, maybe are upset because they didn't understand. They're trying to fix a problem that the product can't fix. So you have to understand what it is. Am I trying to even do with this product? Could it even do that in the first place? And go from there. So I think there are, like, I have used some of these products and have, like, seen results in front of my eyes. So I do, like, (laughs) believe that it works in some situations and not in all. So for this episode, we chose products that are going to be less than $500. So we're not looking at, like, Beamer blankets or um, Ice Vibe or any of those sort of higher-end wearable products. We looked at kind of the lower end. We looked at ceramic therapy products, copper, magnets, and ionic uh, blankets. But before we jump into the therapies, I want to talk first about what thermography is because you're going to see a lot of thermo images with these ads and 
that can be slightly confusing what you're looking at, what these even mean. And there's also a push recently for more service providers, those who are doing massage or chiropractic or maybe not say chiropractic because those have to be vets, <laughs> like massage and body work and people who are not vets but are wanting to provide these other body working services to provide thermography um, and thermal imaging to their clients to show them how the process is going. And there's some issues with that. First off, thermography is not a therapy. It is a diagnostic tool. This is all what I'm sharing right now is from thermography diagnose, diagnosis tool for the horses. Um, and I got it from a thehorse.com article. So like I said, it's a th- it's not a therapy, it's a diagnostic tool. So it's used for identifying injuries or potential injuries in horses. It became really popular after the 1996 Olympics. At the Olympics, it was one of the most requested tools to look at the horses because it's non-invasive, it's port- ra- relatively portable depending on what sort of setup you have, um, and it's in a great great way to identify issues before they become issues. So you can see maybe a small spot of swelling that could turn into a lameness if not properly uh, addressed or taken care of. So how thermography works. So thermography, uh, it's a camera. You have to have a special camera and a special software that takes an image of the body and it's detecting the infrared waves that the body is emitting. You can't see these waves without the camera. Like they're happening now. We're emitting we're emitting rays as we sit here. Uh, you just can't see it without without a special camera. But what the image is, is it is a image of a metabolic action. So it is what your body or what the horse's body is currently doing, unlike an x-ray, which is like what your body did, if that makes sense. Like there's one of them is something that happened and one is what is happening. So with thermal imaging, you can see what your horse's body is going through at the moment. I get that. When you're looking at the images, you're going to be looking for one of two things or both, right? These are like the rainbow images. So think about, you know, you're looking at a horse's leg and it ranges in colors from like red to purple. Uh, Those red spots are considered hot spots where there may be inflammation or swelling. It also might not be anything at all, depending on how your camera is adjusted or what in particular you're looking at. Uh, So you're going to be looking for those hot spots, and you're also going to be looking for cold spots where there isn't circulation due to scarring or atrophy. So usually when you're using the cameras, you're going to have it set for, you can like set the range. So depending on how you set the scale of your camera, your image can look really different. So most vets use about half a degree to one and a half degree intervals when taking images, which is important um, because those degrees can be greatly influenced by external factors and totally throw your image off. It's important to know that the horse's skin temperature is about five degrees cooler than their core body temperature and that they're going to be warmer on the inside of their body than the outside of their body. So this is important to keep in mind when you're looking at some of these images that appear in ads or just that appear in general that you are going to see changes in temperature that are natural. Okay, so who can take these images? (laughs) So you do have to be certified. There is an institute that sets standards and certification levels. You have to be, if you are not a veterinarian, or even if you are a veterinarian, you have to at least be a level one infrared thermographer through the institute in order to take these images. And it's just like an x-ray technician, right? The x-ray technician brings you into the room. They take the x-ray. They may read that x-ray, get some information, but they can't tell you anything. 
They may know something when they look at that x-ray, but they can't tell you anything because that x-ray is a diagnostic tool. Only the doctor can tell you stuff. It's the exact same with thermoimaging. Only a veterinarian can legally diagnose and interpret those images. So in most states, not all states, but most states require that it's a veterinarian that interprets those images and then provides you information. So you can have a specialist, you can have someone who's trained take the images, but they cannot provide you any information about the images. So then the images that we see in like articles are being pushed with advertisements. I know back on track, big fan of using these thermal images showing the horse's back. And they make statements alongside these images, but those statements have to have been made by a veterinarian? Correct. They have to be made by a veterinarian. Um, and again, I didn't look. The information I found in this article, and this is a new, a different article, that is the application of equine thermal imaging for preventative maintenance and diagnosis. Um, and this was written by a vet and a thermographer herself. I didn't go state by state. So like maybe there's a loophole where someone in Florida or I mean not Florida, but like in another state (laughs) doesn't have to be a vet to interpret these images. But like those statements have to be coming from a veterinarian if they're trying to say there was an improvement or not an improvement. You and I are not capable. We can look at those images and go, yeah, there looks to be a difference. But you and I are not capable or certified to interpret those images. And what does that difference actually mean? It hurts my heart because I use those to like make judgments. And decisions. Right. And I mean, we can both look at an x-ray and be like, yep, it's broken. But like, we can't tell you what type of break, how it happened. Like, there's a lot of information you and I can't do. We also can't tell you how to fix it. So I might see an x-ray of a broken arm. I cannot tell you how to fix it. And I cannot fix it for you. But I could see a broken arm. But some broken arms on an x-ray, I probably cannot see. I do not have, I'm not, I don't have a trained enough eye to look for these smaller changes. And that's actually really important when you think about the resolution of the camera. So there is a resolution that is required and it has to at least be 320 by 240 resolution. So what we're seeing right now is a market that's flooded with uh, cell phone add-ons. These cell phone add-ons are not rated high enough to be used as a diagnostic tool for the horse. In addition to that, the company that you're seeing making these, FLIR, F-L-I-R, does not make medical grade equipment. So if you see an image stamped with FLIR, it's not a medical camera. It's not a camera (laughs) designed to look at people or animals. It's a camera that's used for construction projects, for security. Yes, it's used by the military in order to identify if, you know, people are approaching at night, but that is a different software and a different purpose of portraying the information. It doesn't mean the information you're getting from the FLIR camera is necessarily wrong. It just is not intended to be used in this way. And you see a lot of people, and I know I saw FLIR images um, when I was doing my research. Interesting. Okay, so the last thing to keep in mind before we move on to the products themselves is the environment the horse has to be in prior to these images being taken. So the horse kind of has to be in a sterile environment to have these images taken to show this change. So the motion of the horse has to be controlled. They cannot be moving around. They have to be stationary. And they have to be stationary for a while before and after the image in order to not be like, right, if you start to work out and move around, your heart rate increases, your blood flow increases, and you start to heat up, right? We all sweat when we move around. So your horse cannot be moving to take these images. You also cannot have any external heat or cooling sources. This means your horse cannot be in shade. They cannot be exposed to sun. All of those things will change the horse's body temperature. 
The horse has to be in the area before this picture, these pictures are taken for a minimum of 10 minutes, often more, so they can fully acclimate to that climate. That area that the horse is in should be about 60 degrees in temperature and should be free from wind. Wind, even the smallest breeze that you cannot personally detect, can change the readouts by half a degree or more. If you are only using a scale that is half a degree in difference, that's a big impact on the information you're looking at. <laughs> so your horse has to be in basically a sealed, climate-controlled room. Um, they can't be moist. There can't be like too much moisture in the air as this can affect the readout. And your horse can't be insulated. Insulating is like winter hair or feathers. Your horse has to have a summer coat or be shaved. Um, and also symmetry is really important when you're looking at these images and interpreting them. You have to be comparing the left leg to the right leg or like the left shoulder to the right shoulder. You cannot be comparing the shoulder to itself. The point of me sharing all of this about thermography before we get into the therapies is that if you think you're going to get the same results or expecting the same results that those images show, you're not going to get them. If those images, and I am not sharing this to say that those companies using thermography imaging are using them in a deceitful way, I'm sharing this to say that they had to do a lot of prep to get a good image that could be put in a magazine. You probably aren't, you're probably throwing, you know, back on track products or whatever the product is on a hairy horse. Well, if your horse is hairy and insulated, you may not be getting the best results. If your horse is exposed to sunlight or wind, you may not be getting the best results from these products, at least not the results that they're showing in the ads. And on top of that, we're not veterinarians. We are not trained to interpret these images. Those images may mean different things. They may mean exactly what the company is saying they mean, but we're not trained to read them and we're unlikely to get the same results. Oh, how interesting and so disheartening to all my previous decisions I've made when I've seen those like images and been like, oh, wow, it really does work. That's so cool and interesting. And it's not to say that the product doesn't work. It's just to like put this information in your mind to say you may not be getting the exact same results. And it's not because the product is doesn't work or the product is defective. It's because to get good results that you can photograph with a thermal camera takes a lot of prep. <laughs> the camera is not a camera to show you a before and after. It's a diagnostic tool. You're supposed to be using this to find injuries and lamenesses and problems, not to show a hot horse and a cold horse. And the other thing I found really annoying is I didn't do a ton of like digging, but from what I found on the websites, they didn't provide any additional information about the context around these images, let alone a scale, right? Like the scale, if you're looking at degree changes of half a degree or less, you might see a really colorful image. But if it's a degree or a degree and a half, you may not see a colorful image. So it's, Makes you really question those images. And I'm not, again, I'm not trying to throw any shade at these companies and say they're lying to you with their thermal imaging. I just want you guys to understand what thermal imaging is and what its capabilities are. Because I think there is a misunderstanding. And especially when I've seen in certain communities this push for massage therapists to provide thermal imaging to show the difference before and after. That's not the point of thermal imaging. That's not what it's designed to do. And Technically, you're not a vet. You can't be doing that. So 
there, you know, there's a very fine line you have to walk with these. Alrighty then. Are we ready? Are we excited? I want to get into the products. We are. So with that, we are going to start our discussion about our therapies. And the first one up is ceramic fibers, or I'll also refer to it sometimes as, as bioceramic. I do recognize that they may not necessarily be the same thing at all times. Bioceramic can be a like, what's the word? Um, proprietary, proprietary blend of thingamabobbers and minerals and ceramics. So bioceramic can be a broad term that includes other things and not necessarily just ceramic. So and thought that that it's a way though to distinguish it between the different types of uses for ceramic fiber. Where did ceramic come from or where did this idea come from? So ceramic fiber first appeared appeared (laughs) in the United States in in the 1940s for insulation. Um, So ceramic fiber is a very popular insulation um, material. It didn't take off, though, until the 90s when China was able to mass produce it and get it more available on the market. And this is important for a lot of these products is China's role in them. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you found that with your products at all, but I found that with both of my products that, oh, China. <laughs> I don't think I looked into that at all. Oh, okay. It came up with the, the research for both of my products that I was like, oh, okay, which it's interesting. But basically, right, China has um, market power or manufacturing power. They can produce things. They can get it to market. People can buy it. And then everyone can have it. So that's what took off in the 90s as these ceramic materials became really popular for um, insulating really, really hot pipes or insulating and reflecting solar radiation on space shuttles. This material has been known to reflect heat or insulate heat. And so knowing its uses in other applications, it was then brought over to this bioceramic and wearable technology world. I don't know the exact date that people were like, let's add it to close, but like it happened sometime post 90s, I'm sure. (laughs) So how does it work? So bioceramic fabric um, has the unique ability to reflect and emit a subtle but noticeable amount of far infrared rays. Um, so this came from a virtuotherapy company that like sells the products and was explaining how it works. So this trait is beneficial for the use of infrared therapy, far infrared therapy, which is FIR, 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 fur is what you'll see it. Um, there's different kinds of infrared rays. There's near-infrared, which is NIR, and FIR, which is far-infrared rays. I don't fully understand the difference besides the fact that they penetrate at different depths, so far-infrared does not penetrate as far as near-infrared. But most of these products are far-infrared. Basically, the biggest thing with far-infrared is that it increases the blood circulation. So in a 2013 dissertation paper titled The Effects of Back-on-Track Rugs on Equine Locomotion, written by Timothy Brownstone, which is finally a name I can pronounce, (laughs) he talks about what far-infrared does. And it's actually super interesting. Far-infrared actually mimics opioids. Oh. It's the same process that painkillers use. So what happens is when you take something, an opioid or like morphine, it binds to your nerve cells, which end up releasing nitric oxide into your bloodstream. And this release of nitric oxide does a bunch of things. But one of them is that it helps increase the circulation. It starts flowing around and I don't know, it's all really sciencey, guys. But I just thought that was really cool that it mimics opioids at a lot lower dosage. So it's not the same thing as having a dosage of, you know, a strong painkiller, but it mimics the same process by releasing the, 
nitric oxide. That's really interesting. That actually might be tying into the whole magnet thing. Because it mimics painkillers, you are going to get increased circulation. You're going to get, which will help the muscles to recover after exercise. And it will help reduce the chance of injury by allowing the muscles to warm up and be relaxed prior to time, to, prior to being used. And also it works on a painkiller level. But again, it's not as strong as actually taking a painkiller. Far infrared can penetrate about four centimeters into the soft tissue, um, which I think near infrared can get closer to like 20 centimeters of penetration, but near infrared is like an actual machine versus like wearable technologies. Um, And this has to do with it can't penetrate as far because it interacts with water molecules. Again, guys, I did not go into the science. We can link to this paper. He goes way into the science on how it actually is working to um, what all the different things the nitric oxide does. Despite the fact that I have a bachelor's of science, I am not a scientist. (laughs) Okay, so that's how it works. So what does, if anything, does the research say? So the research in humans in the last couple years has really taken off. And I did choose to look at humans for a couple of these research studies because the difference between human studies and horse studies is that in humans, they're actually trying to mon- like look at what's happening in the internal process. So try to prove that, yes, the circulation is increasing. Basically what they found in a 2018 study was that wearing ceramic fiber shirts for 90 minutes would increase your oxygen levels in your muscles by 6.7%. It also found in that same study, which we'll link to, increase was higher in women. Women benefited more from wearing these shirts than men did, but they didn't really offer an explanation that I could find as to why women felt better or got more benefits from the shirts than men did. This was a clinical trial. It was registered with the government. It followed all protocols. Um, It was a randomized controlled trial comparing the effects of far infrared emitting ceramic fabric shirts and control polyester shirts on transcutaneous PO2. Basically, what they do is they measure that. Sure. Yeah, no, yeah, it's it's a thing. It's a journal of textile (laughs) science and engineering. Basically, what they were doing was measuring the amount of oxygen that was in your soft tissues because that's an indicator that more circulation is occurring and more oxygen is being brought to the muscle. So they found that this was in 2018, that yes, this absolutely does happen, that the far infrared and the ceramic fiber only shirts absolutely do increase the level of oxygen in your muscles. And I think the same can be taken over to the horse world. It's just really hard to do this kind of test on horses because you have to like hook them up to a machine the equipment's really expensive the timing like there's a lot of things like these people couldn't talk during the study they could walk around and eat a small snack and like there's they're very controlled in what they could do and sometimes taking that over to the horse world is really hard and then trying to use equipment to study the oxygen levels in a horse's soft tissues can be challenging to hook them up to those machines and have machines that can read that. However, I did find a second study from 2019 which looked at the effects of bioceramic pants to help male athletes, which I don't know if the male thing had anything to do with the study. Basically, that it looked at the effects of far infrared emitting ceramic material clothing on recovering after maximal eccentric exercise. Basically what they did is they made the guys work out really, really hard to the point where they were like sore. Basically this was a sign that they were damaging their muscles. 
And then they had to wear the biothermic pants. I think they wore them for like 72 hours like, without taking them off. Wow. And they found no no benefit from the biothermic pants. There was no evidence that the biothermic pants helped to reduce creatine levels or muscle soreness uh, in those who were wearing it. They did, however, find a mild decrease in the amount of lactate measured at the 24-hour mark in the biothermic pants versus the placebo pants. But then they found that this actually went back up at the 48-hour mark. I don't know what this means. <laughs> like, I'm not a scientist. I don't know if the males, doing this on males, when the other studies showed that females had better results with this type of fabric, means anything. But would that affect mares and geldings differently? Right? I don't know. Does it, like, right? Is it a hormone level? Is it something that, like, I don't know. I don't know what it means. Mares, geldings, men, women. It makes me wonder that if you are trying to use these products in a way that... You know, okay, if we've recognized that fur um, far infrared can only go four centimeters into the soft tissue, does that mean it doesn't have the capability of removing all of these markers of muscle soreness and damage if it could go further? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And it also makes me wonder, because the studies that you're referring to are all done on people, humans. Were there any that you were able to find that like had information of this nature with horses? Because in some of the things that I was looking at, those studies done on horses were contradicting things that worked for humans. Interesting. So I do have a study. It's a dissertation paper. I'm going to read from it in just a second or share the conclusions. The problem, again, with horses is that no one was, no study was looking at what's actually happening physiologically or internally. They were only looking at what was happening externally. So the dissertation measured stride length and hind limb protraction. And that's what a lot of these were. One of the studies on, I'm not going to say whose webpage, but somebody is using a study that is not actually a study. It is just people looking at horses and being like, better, worse, better, worse. (laughs) And they're like, actually, maybe I'll throw it out. Back on Track has a study on their website that is actually just people saying better, worse, better, worse. And they've got charts and graphs and stuff from it. And it's not an actual study. It's just people being like, looks better, doesn't look better. So No way. Yeah, that's shady. (laughs) It is shady. Um, And I think that's really hard because the person, um, so the dissertation does actually look at that study very briefly and says that, you know, you could be seeing a placebo effect. Like there is no, you don't know what you're looking at. It could be true. It could not be true. You have no idea what you're looking at when you're just kind of eyeballing or, you know, going off a feel with these products. So the dissertation did find, Timothy Brownstone's paper did find favorable results in back and track. They did find, they specifically tested their blankets and found that they did work significantly in these animals. So he had 44 horses in his study. And what he did was he videoed them. Um, The horses wore the back on track blanket for uh, four weeks straight. I think they wore it for like 24 hours. He didn't really say how long they were wearing it for, but it made it sound like they were wearing it constantly underneath their normal like outdoor turnout blanket or stable blanket. And then those horses that weren't part of the back on track, because they did rotate, all the horses did both. The horses that were in the control group would wear just a regular saddle pad um, with no therapeutic properties. And what they found after four weeks of wearing it was that all um, four horses, their hind limb protraction, forelimb stride length, and hind limb stride length increased. That improvement was about 30 centimeters. 
So they increased their range of motion by 30 centimeters, which is a lot. However, there was sort of an ebb and flow of this. So the best observation was observation number three. So that was after one week of wearing it. So option, observation number three occurred during week two. And that's when they observed their peak benefits from the product. However, by observation eight, which was the last one at the end of week four, all of the horses had deteriorated in all three measurements. So this does go to the fact that you may have to, that you have to use back on track rugs in intervals, that you can't use them constantly, that your horse will, there's a peak and then a plateau and then a drop. And so some of this, he wasn't sure if it was related to whether or not, but they did find in almost all but one horse, one horse showed worse results in the back on track rug. Um, and I'm not, I'm not sure why, and I'm not sure that he ever went into why this horse showed worse results. But this study is really interesting. It's really easy to read. He goes into a lot of the science behind why this product works, and then works at the looks at the physical impacts of back on track specifically on horses. So. I do believe these products work. You just have to understand what their limitation is. Well, so what are these products being advertised as? Like what are ceramic products being pushed to that they, they accomplished? What is it that they're claiming Everything. They do? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's not helpful. Yeah, so I mean the advertisements say that they do a wide range of everything. And the truth is yes and no. When we're talking about increased circulation, yes. We can all agree, I think, on this one that they far infrared increases circulation. Done. The next step is what does that increased circulation actually then do? Does it reduce swelling? Probably. That's where I think I've seen it being most effective, and that's where I see a lot of people's reviews saying it's most effective. Does increased circulation help deep tissue um, or deep muscle injuries? Probably not. So I think it's something you really have to understand the limitations of this product. And have in your mind when you're purchasing them why you're purchasing it and what your goal is with them. And at the end of the day, there is no – and the placebo effect is real. And while a horse does not fall victim to the placebo effect, we certainly do. And we can see all sorts of improvements with these products and – not see all sorts of improvements with these products. I think a lot of it, you know, placebo effect is just sort of how you are looking at the world. Are you looking for a change? You'll see a change. If you're not looking for a change, then you won't see a change. So I think like it, some of it kind of starts with what, what do you believe when you start the process of putting this stuff on your horse? I have a couple more things to wrap this one up. So what people are saying, a lot of people love it. A lot of the biggest con I found is people hate the fit of back on track products. And this is the gussets issue. Did you know you're supposed to open those up yourself? That that's like an optional thing? They don't have to stay closed like that? That you can either seam rip them or cut the elastic out? What? I didn't yeah, know it's that. like a, it's an option. Apparently you get to decide if you like it or don't like it. Yeah. So you guys can cut your gussets open just so you know. You don't have to leave them tacked closed. Or I think mine are elastic closed. Some of them I think are stitched closed and some are closed with elastic. What a weird feature. Yes. To I think have. it's because we're trying to keep it closer <laughs> to the horse's body, right? Because if the gusset just hangs down, then you're not going to get that full benefit. in the Because sh- that is something to keep in mind with far infrared. It is not going to affect, say you put a saddle pad on your horse's back, it's not going to affect the horse's body bottom or its haunches. It's only going to affect the area where it's placed. So it's really important to keep that in mind with 
what are you trying to do? Where does the issue seem to be? Putting a saddle pad on a horse that has, you know, a sore hind end, probably not going to help at all. So a couple, sorry, I'm, I'll try to wrap this one up, but a couple of things to keep in mind. One of the common questions is, will this help my horse warm up prior to a ride? Yes, probably, but it has to be on for 30 to 60 minutes before you start to see those benefits. So keeping that in mind, if you're going to just throw a saddle pad on and expect your horse to feel better, you know, as you're warming up, that's probably not going to happen. Your horse probably isn't going to feel those benefits till the end of your ride. And so you might, right, not notice that you're getting mixed results from it. So available brands and price range. So Back on Track has a huge range of products for people and horses. Their blankets are $198 to $250, depending on what you're buying. Saddle pads start at about $69. Again, they have a range of options. And their quick wraps start at about $98. So with Back on Track, you will never see more than a 20% discount on these products. Um, that's all the company allows. And I believe each store that sells their products gets to put it on discount twice a year. So if you miss the Black Friday sales, you can catch it again later and like they'll do other sales throughout the year. Um, however, the best deals are definitely around Black Friday. That's what around Black Friday and Christmas is when they do the like buy a blanket, get a set of quick wraps for free. And I would definitely take advantage of that offer because that is more than a 20% discount if you're getting $100 worth of product in addition to your blanket. I also do like t-shirts and stuff as well. And I that's how I think I got all my t-shirts. I don't know that I bought any of mine. I think I just get them every time I purchase a <laughs> saddle pad or something. So Lux is another brand you can purchase. Um, they are sold exclusively by Schneider Saddlery. The reviews on these say that the quality is not quite the same, um, but they do have a range of products and blankets and boots um, and leg wraps. Their blankets are about $179. They have English fuzzy saddle pads for $120 and quick wraps for $79. However, right now, they have currently advertised their prices 30 to 72% off. So while their quality might not be as good and they may not last as long, you may be able to get a really good deal just to see if you want to try the product and what your thoughts are. Though keep in mind, if a product is able to offer those type of discounts, that means they're still making a profit. And where are they like, how are they able to market up so much that they can still make a profit off a 72% discount? So that may speak to the quality of the materials, I think. I don't know. I don't know if there's a quality standard for ceramics. That's not something I found information on. The other one right now coming out is SmartPak. SmartPak has a bunch of products. They range... Um, blankets are about 200, saddle pads are 60, and quick wraps are 90. They're fairly new on the scene for ceramic, but people really seem to like the quality of the product. And these, I don't think you're ever going to see the prices drop, or at least not this time. They are being advertised as the lowest prices possible for this product. Okay, so the last part of this is what do we say? So I give this a 4 out of 5 mud studs. I say purchase the product, but understand the product's limitations. I think a lot of the bad reviews come from people expecting miracles for problems the products could not possibly address due to either their placement of the product or not using it long enough or the issue's too deep or not understanding the area they're trying to improve. That's a pretty high rating. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it four out of five. And I like, honestly, I have used these products and seen and felt the results myself. I have not used every single brand out there. I do know that there, actually, I couldn't, I didn't find it, but there's a rumor that there's a study out there that shows like every other back on track product actually works, that sometimes things in the manufacturing process 
produce a product that doesn't have any work, doesn't work. I don't know what that means. I've heard a vet reference this study, but I like, I didn't find it. I don't know where that came from. I also would love to see these products come with some sort of user manual that sort of walked you through the best way to use this product. So like if I want to use this product prior to a ride, how long do I have to use it for? What are the results? Like, you know, what are these ways I need to use this product to get the best results? Uh, it doesn't, those products don't really come with a user manual like that. It's very interesting. Yes. So that is ceramic products. Again, we will definitely leave a link to Timothy Brownstone's dissertation paper as I think it's really, really, really enlightening. Just to throw it out there, Tom Brady sleeps in fancy bioceramic pajamas. So if Tom Brady, <laughs> Tom Brady wears it, I don't, I don't know why my horse shouldn't wear it because I mean, if he believes in it, he believes in a lot of really on point things. So I think Tom Brady should definitely be the role model for the horse world. <laughs> And I'd like to put that on a t-shirt. That should be the quote of the quote of 2020. Tom Brady is a model for the horse world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your turn. What do you got? Bring it to me. I'm so ready. I want to hear about magnets. Okay. So I am so excited because I started looking into this and then I got really confused because I feel like half this stuff, when you start to actually look into it and try to figure out how it works, is they just throw so much technical jargon at you that you're like, oh, okay, I guess so. Sure, man. Trying to like break down the magnets. I didn't even know where to start with them. But I kind of went with this method of I'll tell you guys what it's supposed to do and then kind of break down what magnets actually do and how they work and the magnetic fields that they create. And then we'll talk timeline, like how long you have to use these, kind of my opinion and some of the really funny things they say about them that like they put these into peer-reviewed articles it's just it's so funny because one of the things that they claim with magnets one study was saying that um you can leave them on for up to 24 hours okay and so they said because you can leave them on for 24 hours this means they have no time limit but you said that you can only leave them on for 24 hours (laughs) like that feels like a time limit to me yeah that's yeah that's contradictory maybe they don't maybe like there's no time limit within the day and then you have to like, I, yeah, I don't know what they're trying to say. Yeah, I don't know. It was, it was kind of funny. And I was like, okay. So what magnets are being advertised to do, like they come in a range of different products between quick wraps, um, bell boots. They also have one company has bell boots for the horse's knee. I know. I reason. saw that. I was like, that's so dumb looking. Yeah. But okay. <laughs> and they still call them bell boots. Like they're supposed to be knee boots. If they're on the knee, it's a knee boot. I totally saw that. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So they have like these weird knee boots. They also have them in rugs. They don't really have saddle pads of magnets or anything because you're not supposed to exercise in them. Okay. You're not supposed to work your horse in them. Your horse is supposed to be stationary, actually. Like they say not to turn your horse out in them, which is weird and interesting to me because I'm like, oh, I don't have a place that I could then, in theory, use a magnet product. Yeah, yeah. And they also say with magnets, you cannot, if you use a liniment on your horse, you have to wait. 72 hours before you use a magnet magnetic product because it'll create hot spots or potentially cause hang on let me look at my notes or it'll potentially cause blistering and irritation oh okay good to know so heat creating medicines and liniments and magnets do not mix you cannot use them within like 72 hours of one another which i never consider because i feel like a lot of these products you would use on your horse after a hard ride And so a lot of times you're thinking along the lines of like liniment reduces swelling and you're trying to reduce the damage to their muscles and trying to like increase their body's 
own process of healing. So I thought that was weird and interesting, but I same time, like, sure, I'm not going to question what the studies say. So what these magnets are claimed to do, they claim to um, encourage increased circulation of oxygenates and deliver nutrients to the horse's body, which I also, sorry, another little tangent here. I have a big issue with a lot of these ads. They're very noncommittal with their terminology. Yeah, right, because <laughs> there's no research. Yeah, it's all very like it will encourage it to maybe do this one thing that could potentially happen if it doesn't do something else. And I'm like, okay, that's not. So it's supposed to encourage increased circulation of oxygenates. It's supposed to support biological healing and fight infection, reduces pain and inflammation, normalizes acid-alkaline balance, aids in reducing calcium deposits in the circulatory system, which would be very beneficial to arthritic horses. It's supposed to promote a growth of healthy tissue, removes lactic acid buildup, clear metabolically produced toxins out of the body, and minimize free radicals, and free radicals are cells that go around um, increasing inflammation. And so minimizing them helps decrease inflammation. And so it's really interesting that so many of these products claim that their magnets will do this, but if you're not using the right magnet, you're, you're hurting your horse, you're hurting your own body actually. Interesting. Which I did not realize. So if you're gonna look into any of these magnetic products, if you're gonna go about using them, look at what type of magnets they're using, what type of magnetic field they're creating. So what you should be using is North Pole, BioNorth, or Unipolar um, magnets, which creates a negative field. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. That's going to play into my next product. Yes, but I'm going to go into the South Pole magnets, and that's going to tie into the ceramic things that makes me question the ceramics a bit, actually. Oh, really? Okay. So South Pole which creates a positive field magnetic or magnetic field, it stimulates microorganism growth, cancer, and disease. And now a big telling thing with South Pole and the way it works with the horse's body is that while it does decrease pain, the way it does it is by increasing stress to the body, which raises endorphin levels that act on the body's natural painkillers. And so it increases the natural body's painkiller, essentially blocking pain signals. And so it actually, while it does mute the pain that either you or your horse is feeling, if you were to use these products, it slows down the healing. It promotes, it does the exact opposite that the negative field magnets do, which makes me question the ceramic products is if they're promoting the natural body's painkiller, is it doing something or is it just hiding and slowing down the actual body's healing process? Oh, I don't know. Whoa. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So you're saying by releasing nitric oxide that that is what your body would naturally do to manage its pain mine didn't mention nitric oxide it just says endorphins or endorphin levels i don't know if that falls into it one lump sum i'm not a scientist i know right like now i'm like i have to google that (laughs) like so like by doing that it uses the body's natural painkiller by just kind of making it dump it into the system and that that's how it relieves pain is by using the body's painkiller but it slows down healing Instead, it promotes free radicals that increase inflammation. Instead, it does the exact opposite. Uh, Like it removes um, oxygen from the tissue. It increases the acidity in the body, which is very counterintuitive and not how anything needs to heal. And so what the negative pole or like the North Pole magnets, the negative field does is it decreases stress in the body. It replaces um, or replacing acid hypoxia this is what causes pain, with alkaline hyperoxia, which relieves pain. 
And the only way to treat disease in a body, whether it's horse's body, human body, only way to treat disease is to relieve acid hypoxia, alkalinizing, I cannot speak. It's alkalinizing where it just lowers the acidity in the body and brings it back to um, a base pH level and oxygenates the tissue, which the South Pole magnets do not allow to happen. Okay, so just to pause, because I just Googled, nitric oxide is a free radical, but it is a molecule that's produced naturally by your body, and it's important for many aspects of your health. Its most important function is vasodilation, meaning it relaxes the inner muscles of the blood vessels, causing them to widen and increase circulation. So I don't think it's pain management. I think it is just opening and allowing right the blood to circulate if you have wider vessels. Okay. But it is a free radical, which you've mentioned, and free radicals cause inflammation. Does a wider blood vessel cause inflammation because more... Hey, doctors out there and vets. <laughs> I got some questions. I got some questions. Right, but these are like the questions that a normal person, because we're just normal people trying to figure these darn products out. Well, and like this is the problem. Like if you actually start to dig into the science, it's like really confusing because there's so many different layers that could be going on and looking into it. And I feel like the research around with horses has been very much like, well, the advertisement's good and then vets go off of anecdotal experience. Like both, I have two vets and they both go off of anecdotal experience and not research. And that's nothing to like knock my vets like that is totally fine that's what they have available to them and i know they both do like continuing education and the research comes out and they like in research is improving but so much of our day-to-day practice is just based off of anecdotal information that i don't think anyone's questioning what does that actually mean when it comes to the science and no one's researching it because we're all getting by believing advertisements and anecdotal stories yeah and so there's one more type of magnet out there which is bipolar and that is just a combination between the negative and the positive field. And it just doesn't really do much Well, from what I was finding. Like, it's just, you just don't use this one. Whatever benefits you're going to get from it, you're also going to get negatives with it. Whatever's happening is just kind of going to cancel itself out. One uh, brand out there, Sport Innovations, I believe it's a German brand. It They produce this one full um, blanket that goes over the entire horse's body and they use bipolar magnets. And I would, it's a very expensive product there. I've seen it used in like top-notch barns. I wouldn't recommend it. There's like the benefits that you're going to get from magnets are not going to happen from that product. Okay. What about, do you like, okay, did you go into like different brands? Do you have recommendations of what brands to buy? Because I'm, I do. Okay, good. Because I'm so curious about that one sheet you see everyone, the the polka dot sheet, right? The white sheet with the black magnet. The Duratech. That's the Duratech I want to know about that because I just... I don't know. It looks so hocus pocusy. But okay, go. And also, no, I have so much. They're like, I was having so much fun with this one. And Lemieux, they just came out with their own magnetic boots that do it in a slightly different way. And I'm going to, oh, there's so much I want to talk about. It's hard. So for like typical magnets, I started looking into the strength of them. And one of the studies that talks about them says that you can use a range of magnets really for this type of therapy ranging from 200 to 1500 gauss and gauss is just the unit of measurement for the strength of the magnet and now this strength can vary depending on your magnet when you get a certain distance away from it and none of the products out there that i could find actually say what the strength of the magnet is 
five millimeters of a distance. And these strengths are measured in millimeters, not centimeters in like how far into the body it reaches. It's measured in millimeters from like five to 20. That's it. Which doesn't, that's like what, 0.2 centimeters? How it's not far. It's not far. No, it's not far, but it's something. But again, yeah, like if you have a horse with a thick winter coat, like it didn't get to the skin. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so most of these products are saying should range from anywhere 200 to 1500 Goss uh, to get an idea of the strength of refrigerator. Refrigerator, <laughs> refrigerator magnet is 10. 10 Goss. Oh, wow. Those have to be strong magnets then. Super strong magnets. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so I was looking into this, and a lot of these products won't say the strength of their magnets. Lemieux, who did just come out with their own set of boots, boasts on their strength of magnets. You want to guess how much they're, like, how strong their magnets are? 20. 2,600 Goss. Oh, is that too much? I don't know. Okay. I don't know if they're overstimulating the leg, and these are just in boots, and it's nine magnets to, um, in each boot. They're like the quick wraps, like the back on track quick wraps that go around the leg, they have magnets in them, and the way they're advertising these ones is that instead of like creating kind of the hot spots that the polka dot blanket would create uh-huh. in theory, they have metal throughout the hole woven into the um, the fabric of the boot, so it creates an entire field of this negative magnetic energy, which I don't know if they can then increase the strength of these magnets. I don't know, and so it's really it feels harmful. They're advertising because they're advertising this so much stronger than everything else that's on the market right now. But what does that strength mean? And they don't explain what that stronger strength means in terms of time that you can put on the horse. It doesn't, none of the studies go into this. Right. And yeah, that was kind of the issue with the ceramic. I mean, there is more studies about it because some of the products have been around for so long. But it's more just looking at like, yes, from human studies, we can extrapolate that this is probably happening to the horses (laughs) and then looking at physical changes to the horse. But I don't think seeing a physical change necessarily reflects an internal change or a good internal change or a bad internal change you know what I mean yeah there was a study back in 2009 that did show that there was not the increased like blood flow and stuff that the human studies were claiming that it didn't translate to horses they did a study on horses um however since then quite a few more have come out I wouldn't say it's a lot of them but there's a few more out there that do say that it does have the increased circulation oxygenating oxygenating tissue that it's previously claimed so it's so hard because like you can find an argument for both sides you would do either of those studies do that they use the same strength of magnet or do they use different strengths of magnets i don't know okay because i mean right that could have a huge impact would totally change these and it also would depend if in one study they are using bipolar magnets exactly. versus uh, North Pole magnets. Like it would, it changes your results so much. Yeah, that's interesting. And so the thing that really comes into place with using multiple magnets in these products is spacing is critical. I could not find anything that actually broke down the spacing and explained it in terms with on the blanket that we see, that like famous polka dot blanket. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the spacing is for that. I don't know how accurate they actually are. Okay, so my understanding of those is the spacing is actually acupuncture points that those, the magnets are supposed to be on acupuncture points. So it's not a spacing from one magnet to the next, but rather trying to match up with a physical location on the horse. Interesting. I was reading it. It was saying that it's critical to consider when using more than one magnet. So I was reading that as in like each magnet's relation to one another. Oh, no, and I'm sure you're correct with what your interpretation is. But it probably is both. But yeah, but I think that's how that blanket specifically and maybe some others. And I've seen this in um, 
a couple different products where they put patches of the helpful product, right? If it's bioceramic or whatever it is, they put patches of it. And those patches are supposed to align with acupuncture points. That would make sense. That would totally make sense. But not. But then the curiosity is, does that actually mean anything? So another thing that I want to address with them is there's kind of, um, it goes into the, these different products. Different products have been doing their own different research and they provide different information on each of their websites. Sure. And so when I was going into it, there's a contradiction between how long you can leave these magnetic products on your horse. One of the product people that I like, I actually looked into their stuff. I think they might have probably the better uh, pro- magnetic products out there that are actually going to do something. They cost quite a bit more than the Duratech stuff, but it's the Magna CU horse. Yeah, I think that – are they the ones with the weird uh, knee boots? Yes. Yeah, okay, yes, yeah. I that. think I looked at their website just briefly the other day when I was trying to – Figure out what uh, topics we're going to cover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so for the Magna CU, they say you can leave the blanket on your horse for up to 24 hours. Whereas Duratech, they say you can only leave it on for max of eight hours. And they put max of eight hours in all caps. So it feels like they're pretty certain about that point. Which is interesting because I could not, or actually I did find Duratech does use um, unipolar magnets, which is a negative field magnet. Okay. And a lot of studies that I was finding were also saying that there wasn't any harmful causes, for, like there was no negative effects from overusing magnets. So I don't know where the max eight hours comes from. I wonder if it comes from like, our product is so strong, you can only use it for eight hours. Like if it's an advertising technique, I, I have no idea, but that would be like what I would think of as a purchaser. I'd be like, oh, 24 hours, it must be weaker. Eight hours must be stronger. I have no idea. But they were saying that this is one of those things that the more you wear it, the more you'll see the benefits of it. Okay. So it's not going to do you any good sitting on the shelf next to your horse. Like, yeah. The more you put it on your horse, it's the more they will benefit from it and the magnets will have the ability to do what they're supposed to be going out and doing. However, <laughs> this is one of the really funny statements and claims in one of the uh, articles I was reading and research that I was seeing was when they were going about saying there was no negative like side effects to overusing magnets, their quote was, there are no recorded deaths of anyone dying from an overdose of magnets. (laughs) (laughs) Well, big picture, no negatives. Like if that's our measuring negatives was like, no one's overdosed from magnets. Maybe there are some minor negatives. Like, I don't know. Yeah, you might be missing a few others. Like, yeah, yeah. that's funny. Um, yeah, no one's died. Well, good news, folks. <laughs> if you forget <laughs> to take your horse's blanket off, he won't die. Now, I can't promise nothing else will be wrong with him, but he won't be dead. Yeah, I thought it was so funny that there, there's no long-lasting effects. No one's died from an overdose of magnets. Like, oh, God, if that's your... Yeah, that's your... That's our that's measuring funny. stick we're using. I'm worried. <laughs> that's really funny. That's really... So I guess we're like... It kind of boils down to when I look at these products is I question, you know, especially with the back on track stuff with the saddle pads, you know, you have to leave it on prior to the ride to actually get benefits during your ride. Mm-hmm. And these, while they're not supposed to be used while you exercise, so I'm confused how you can leave them on your horse for 24 hours and they're not supposed to be turned out with it. Confused. Like a stall rest only? Yeah. I found a study that actually presented a realistic timeline for if you're regularly using these products for a couple of hours a day, maybe eight hours or so that for any type of pain relief just kind of minor pain relief uh you can see a result um anywhere from five minutes to 
uh, week, depending on like how deep into the body that pain is and how severe that pain is. So if you leave these products and you're using them regularly for a week, they can help relieve more severe pain, more severe inflammation that are deeper in the body um, for upwards of a month regular usage. That's how long you need to be using it to actually see results with joint pain. So I'm assuming with arthritis in the joints, you need to be using them for at least a month to actually be saying that you see any results. And then for internal organ treatment, which I don't know how internal this goes, if this just works on certain organs, because previous companies have gotten hit with lawsuits and been told and regulated that they cannot say they treat ulcers or cancer. So I don't know what organs, like what they're going for internally, but you have to use it for at least six months to really be seeing um, any type of results with internal organ improvement. So there's several companies out there that have products. Mm -hmm. One of the big people or big company is the Magna CU horse, and they have a range of products. They have it from Hawk Boots, Quick Wraps, uh, their Fly Sheet. They have the Nobo or Tendon Wraps, and then they have the Bell Boots and their Knee Bell Boots. And their products are pretty pricey. The Fly Sheet is their most expensive at $555, and their just for a set of their Quick Wraps is $215. Is that two or four? Two hundred. No, I mean like two two wraps or four wraps. Oh, two wraps for a Ouch. set of two. Ouch. Ouch, yeah. But it also makes me wonder, because like you were just saying with the ceramics, how the one they were able to offer 30 to like 70% off, Duratech, their blanket is only 200 And I round it up a little bit because it's like advertised as 189 And the other prices, they include shipping. So I don't know what shipping is for that stuff. And so their blanket is 200 Their ankle wraps which look very funky, are $30. They have a sleazy, which is $80 and just covers the shoulders and the neck and front. And then they have hawk boots and tendon wraps, which are each $50 for a pair. So it makes me question things with how much lower the Duratech price is and the strength of the magnets that they're using. Once again, none of these really say what the strength of their magnets is that they use. The quality of product you use is definitely going to um, affect your price, but it's also the amount you can produce is also going to affect your price. So Duratech, if you're mass producing them. So this was something I was thinking about when it came to ceramics, is that if you are buying a comp- from a company that can mass produce them and there is an issue with that product, that lot number, then you may find more products that are defective and not working, where if they're doing smaller batches, you may find fewer products that are defective and don't work. And based off of everything else I was seeing on the market, especially with several other brands offering blankets of this nature and like Lemieux coming out with their own set of boots, well, I know Lemieux is a little bit more expensive already on their own. Sure. Their prices are more in line with the Magna CU horse brand than Duratech. Duratech is substantially lower in price than absolutely everybody else out there providing this product, which makes me really question it. Yeah, there's got to be something going on. Yeah, so for Dual, they also have a magnetic rug, and theirs only covers like really the back of the horse and its shoulders, and theirs is $600. And then the Lemieux boots, which you can put them on both the front legs and the hind legs, is all they have right now. And they also have hawk boots, sorry. They're... Um, a set of the front boots is 180 and then their hawk boots is 120 Honestly, those Lemu boots scare me. Like, that just seems too powerful. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm so intrigued. Actually, I would love to invest in them and try them out. Okay, so I do have one question. 
Did any of these companies talk about how to store their products? Because all I'm imagining is going out and trying to like open my blanket and I cannot pull it apart. You know what I mean? Like all the magnets are just stuck together and I cannot like get it on my horse. Nope. Okay. No one covered how to store it. They all covered washing it and it's like air dry and hand wash only. Yeah, which probably, probably shouldn't put magnets in there. I could imagine there being problems with magnets in the washing machine. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine issues happening. So I guess like my final thoughts when it comes to like magnetic stuff is I saw someone said this in one of their studies and it is the magnetic field does not heal. It merely aids cells in creating optimum environment for the body to heal itself, which I think is a really good point and that any company out there that is claiming a miracle product, they're claiming a heal all fixes all product. They're making false claims and false advertisement if you're interested in these products it's more you're not going to heal your horse's ulcers with it let's just say that like you're not gonna be able to put this on for six months and magically your horse's ulcers will be gone the product's not doing that all it's doing is helping give the body the best opportunity it has to heal itself which I like. I, I actually I understand that if I purchase these products with that in mind I'm totally more than happy to use them and it's with that in mind, I would give it a four out of five mud studs. Oh, nice. Okay, first off, read that statement again, because I think that is really powerful and something so important people have to remember. So I have a big And I think it thought. applies to all these products. It it's applies not just to, like the magnetic one. It applies to life, period. Okay, <laughs> read it again. Read it again, and I'm going to say my thought. Okay. The magnetic field does not heal. It merely aids cells in creating optimum environment for the body to heal itself. Okay, this is something that frustrates me with the horse world. If you do not change the problem, if you do not ask what the problem is and try to improve the problem, you cannot, the symptoms will continue to reappear. So if your horse has saddle fit issues and you think that buying a magnetic blanket is going to happen, help him with his sore back, you are mistaken. You have to first address the problem so that the horse can heal and then these products can be beneficial. Yes. And I think that sometimes, I think that gets forgotten as people sometimes think I can just put it, I can just, you know, I can do massage, I can do therapy, I can do, buy these products and it will fix it. That was one of the reviews I read. I was so for the, um, I think it's for the next product I'm going to talk about, um, the Rambo Ionic blanket. One of the reviews was this blanket seemed to help um, and get my horse to not be lame. But then when I started riding in my bad fitting saddle, the horse was lame again. Duh. Like <laughs> she gave the blanket a good review, but because the blanket took the lameness away, but then the lameness came back when this she put the bad fitting saddle on again. And it took her a while to realize like, she knew the saddle didn't fit. It took her a while to finally sell the saddle and buy a new saddle. But like these blankets can't do magic. You have to address what the actual problem is first and then these blankets can help. It, a lot of the stuff I would say is it's not to be used on its own. And with that, I mean it's meant to be used in tandem with good health, appropriate diet, appropriate fitting saddle, tack, and work regimen. Like it's not meant to be used as that is all. Yeah, it's part of. Yeah, so like the very final thing I wanted to say about magnets is I myself personally am very interested in them in that, interested in them now. So I would think about saving up and purchasing a really good quality one. I 
would not purchase a Duratec. I don't know why they're so cheap on the market other than to say that they're not as well produced and you might have some flops in them that just simply you don't have a product that works and someone else might get a product that does work. I would also say, please, please, please check what whatever product you want to get, the polarity of their magnets. Check it. Make sure you're not getting either a bipolar or a south pole type of magnet that is going to harm your horse's body or just completely have wasted your money. With that one sports innovation, their magnet that they're selling is not effective. It's completely, it's a moot point. That's interesting. What was the Duratec magnet? It was unipolar, so it was a negative field. Yeah, and then I couldn't find uh, what Lemuse was, but I, actually, no, did I? No, I could not find what Lemuse uh, polarity was on their magnets, but I would assume they're negative. I would call and ask before I purchased. If I'm going to spend that money, I would call and ask. Yeah, that's a good point is if you can't find the information, I would call these companies and ask them what the strength of their magnets are and what the polarity is if you can't find it. I wouldn't I wouldn't go off just like – if they can't tell you when you call customer service or they're not willing to find you the answer, then they don't – they're not willing – like I, then that tells me there's an issue it's with not the worth product. It. Yeah, it's not worth it. If they're not going to be honest with you about what it is, then it's not worth buying. So feel free to call them. 100% with all these products – Ask questions, man. Don't just waste your money out there. It's your money. You worked hard for it. Ask the questions. That way you don't fall into the traps that others have. And on that note, guys, this is going to be the end of our part one episode to the therapeutic wares. If you guys want to listen to part two, it's now up. If you don't want to listen to it, then thank you for sticking with us. You can check us out on Instagram at mudstuds underscore skullcaps. Remember to stay safe, stay classy, and stay in the saddle.